the legacy that's gone. That's the legend of the Armstrongs. Questions get answered. Oh, you didn't know. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to Oh, you didn't know. What is up, my man, Road Dog? Tell you what, my blood pressure. That's what's up because <laughs> I eat too much. My cholesterol's up. I'm, good God, look at my face is all beet red. Oh. All I've been doing is just sitting here talking to you. It's the holiday seasons, which means, man, you get to see your friends and family. And family. If you're and like eat. me, your gout acts up. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you eat? I want to eat. I want to eat pies and and t- like deep fried turkeys. All right. Would you rather on a holiday only have the meats or only have the sides? Sides. Oh, yeah. that's a good call. Yeah, because look, I love vegetables. I love some southern you? cooked home vegetables. Yeah, there's not too many that I don't eat. I didn't eat any when I was a kid, but but now that I'm older and can appreciate uh, the finer things in life. We're having like, a holiday meal. Like You're vegetables getting... cooked in a stick of butter. <laughs> <laughs> Fried and battered. Yeah. And buttered. Yeah. Uh, you get five sides. We Only five. What are you picking? Mm, mm. Especially if it's like a Thanksgiving. Yeah, let's go Thanksgiving, Christmas, something like that. You know what I mean? So like I love, a big meal. I love a green bean casserole. Don't like mushrooms in it. So okay. I, so so I, I'll pick green bean casserole because I really do. I love that. I love uh, sweet potato casserole or sweet okay. potato pie. Um, you got three more to name one of them that's my favorite. If you don't name it, the podcast might be over. But, uh, all right, deviled eggs. Well, I love deviled eggs, but okay. that ain't what I'm looking that's, for. That's, well, Is that your I'll, top five? I love a deviled egg. I love okay. deviled eggs, yeah. so uh, look, Bacon I, I, on I, top or just plain? <laughs> you like the bacon Bacon crumbles? on top of a, a Deviled egg, egg. yeah. Oh, I haven't tried that. My that aunt does delicious. little bacon bits on top of the deviled egg. Yeah, you eggs. can crinkle uh, the bacon bits well, on a turd. little paprika on <laughs> Probably not a turd. I was being... Being I like tried. I've tried worse. I'll try it. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what. There was a stint after this TNA run we're going to talk about where I tried tried some some unique. Uh, <laughs> All right, you got green bean casserole, sweet potato casserole, deviled eggs. I don't mm. know what the other one is. Uh, you better be getting some mashed potatoes in there. Oh, right? mashed potatoes. Okay, yeah, mashed on. potatoes and gravy. And, I, and I, is gravy, does that too? No, I'm going to let you have it. And, and dressing. Here's how I know if you're Southern or not, dressing or stuffing. Um, I'm going to say dressing. Yeah. Dressing's its own separate deal. Yeah. Like, we got the we got the D'Angelo boys working with us. They're going to yeah. say stuffing because they're, they're a bunch of marks. Stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're going Groucho and Mark. And <laughs> what, was the, what was the guy's name? Groucho. And what was the other Mark? I love was, Mad Marks in the Thunderdome. Um, was, <laughs> <laughs> Groucho That's, and... That's what where was I feel like name? I've been today. Abbott and Costello. What Harpo. 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 Not Abbott and Costello. <laughs> for the love of the Lord. <laughs> All right. Let's get let's get to talking what about What is it. the topic today? What are we going to talk about We're today? talking about sex, baby. Well, We're talking about, about you, you and me. me. And We're talking about, about all the good things, things and the okay. bad things. I didn't know the words. May be. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about sex. I'm with you. Yo, you got that, brother. You got yeah, that. What, 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 uh, what are you talking about, though? Set, well, real that sex, is or what do you want sports to... entertainment extreme oh, in the TNA. Nice. High C. By the way, if you're going to look for videos to do research on this like I did, don't just type S-E-X-T-N-A videos. 
Well, it depends have to close on your how much time. Basically. It depends on how much time you have. Yeah. Uh, because if it is a rabbit hole, you some of you won't mind going down. I'm just saying. <laughs> didn't didn't say a rabbit hole, but um, <laughs> it was the only type I did not see on there. Bunch of others. Bunch of others. <laughs> saw some starfishes. Uh, all kind of things. All right, here we go. Uh, before we get started, make sure before you leave here, like, subscribe, five stars on all the platforms, follow us on social media. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Uh, like and thank subscribe you. and turn on them notifications, youtube.com, at dog, D-O-G-G, is our new handle there. Oh. And, of course, on Twitter, he's at Brian R.D. James. Yes, I'm sir. at the Casio Kid. And, of course, at You Didn't Know Pod. That's across social media as well. Now, let's get into Sports Entertainment Extreme in TNA. We got to start at the beginning. The story of SEX begins really, dog, I would say, when Vince Russo helps Jeff Jarrett defeat Ron Killings for the NWA title. This is Jeff's first NWA title reign. And by the way, the way he's going, I don't know if it'll be his last NWA title reign. <laughs> hey, he is truly, I, I thought about this the other day, he is truly the last outlaw. You know what I mean? Like he's still dancing around. He worked in WWE one week and AEW the next week. And he Incredible. worked in uh, GCW one week. And you know what I mean? Incredible. Like he's, he's the last outlaw. I, lo I love it. I he might, it. look, he might have another NWA title right oh, in him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he looks great right now. He's in some of the best shape of his life. So, and he's how doing many some cut of the off, best work of his life. How many cut off black shirts do you think he got? All of them. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen any in my store. So he, <laughs> no, he bought all the, all the medium sleeveless shirt, black shirts. Uh, by the way, uh, Jeff and uh, Russo, by the yes. way. Dressed as Mr. Wrestling number three, reveals himself. Uh, this is Russo's first appearance on TV on TNA. What did you think of Russo as a TV character during this time? Well, look, I thought he had kind of uh, ventured over to TV character at this time. So I did I did think of him as a TV character at this time. What, what I didn't like him as the TV character was in WCW, but at least that was the buffer between him working behind the scenes and him kind of being an on-screen character. So I, I thought he kind of... Uh, at least I saw him as a TV character in this role. So I look, I, I always liked Russo. We always got along. We still get along. We just did a podcast together not long ago. And so, so I, I've always loved him. This was the first foray into his TNA, uh, you know, uh, for this was his first step into the TNA realm and, and truth be told that the sex thing was what I think he brought, he brought into now let's have, New school versus old school, traditional versus progressive. You know what I mean? And so that's, of course, what, what Russo always brought to the table was uh, uh, was was going out on a limb a little bit. He'd try some stuff. You got to give yeah. him that. He'll he, try he some stuff. He will try some stuff. And some stuff really succeeded. Yeah. And some stuff really fails. Like, And I feel like, uh, you know, I'm always uh, justifying everything I say by, by but that's, that's the truth. He's, you can't say he sucks. Because he did some really great stuff. You can't say he's great because he did some really sucky stuff. So so you just go like, yeah, he's he's been a force in in wrestling. Now he's a, a on character, you know, an on screen character. Plus he's working behind the scenes and creative. So so yeah, here he's he's in now, and he helps Jeff Jarrett win the NWA title for the first time. And like you mentioned, it won't be his last. Um. While well, while we're Stand here, talking by Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> 
While we're here, uh, Jeff becoming NWA champ for the first time, uh, of course, well-deserved, but that's got to be a super cool moment to see him do that. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, tell you the truth, by that time, I had seen him with so many championships, I did not realize it was his <laughs> – you know, and I'm being honest. Like I'd seen him win the Intercontinental title with me, and helping him as the roadie. I'd seen uh, him win tag team gold with Owen and with other people. I think I think he did with Owen anyway. Um, but but like I, I didn't realize it was his first NWA championship. You know what I mean? So because you don't remember him backstage making a big deal of it like that or anything. I, I don't. But look okay. again. This time uh, this time in my career, we were we were uh, flying high. I can tell like you that party much. back then. We were, our safety was paramount. <laughs> Jeff, uh, who surprisingly enough is a baby face, uh, refuses to join with Russo, even though he helped him win the title. The point of SEX is that Russo is anti-NWA in traditional wrestling. Like you mentioned, dog, it's now the new school and the old school. Yep. Uh, the backstory was pretty good, considering there was also, like you said, some truth to this. This was a... This was a good idea, I think. Yeah, look, I agree with you. I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. What you know, the. I don't think the creative was was bad, really. Too too many times in in uh, in TNA, and and I mean actually over all the the bookers that, that came and went through there, I don't think of anything that that's the reason they failed was it was horrible creative. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think that's the reason, um, and. I, and they haven't failed. The guys, they're still in, in, in business, so, so uh, to, to an extent. So, so, but what were we talking about just now? I'm sorry. This was a great premise of traditional versus new school. Yeah, Pretty yeah, good. yeah. And it was and exactly, there's truth in it. There was truth to it because it was exactly what, what Russo does. Like, he, Russo was not, you know, Bruno Sammartino's booker. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he just wasn't. He was DX's booker. And, and now he's trying to kind of relive that, I believe, Um with the sex, it's a it's a little it's a play on words, of course. Sports sports uh, uh, entertainment extreme, but it's kind of clever. You know what I mean? It's clever if you want to get somebody's attention. Like what that shirt just said, sex on it. But, <laughs> but then you gotta you know then you gotta kind of read a little a little between the lines. But so yeah, I think it was I think it was a good idea, and I think this was the start of it. You know what I mean? Whether it whether it it continued to be a good idea will be uh will be what we'll be talking about in. <laughs> In 2002, at this time in TNA, who do you think was more of a driving force, Jarrett or Russo? I'd say Jarrett. I mean, I look, J Jeff owned the place. You know what I mean? Like, Russo just came in and, and was the booker, and, and I'm sure was a sounding board. Uh, Jeff was a sounding board for Vince and vice versa. You know what I mean? I, I believe that. They worked uh, together collaboratively well together a lot. And so, I, I, but, but Jeff, Jeff had the power. You know what I mean? He's got the power. You said, you said, we know you and Jeff have had nothing but a great relationship, and you've said you and Russo have also had a good relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, what was their relationship like? Any issues between them two, or were they working good together at this point? No, they were working good together, as far as I knew. Like, I, yeah. they were, you know, they were on the on the committee, so they worked together daily, as far as I'm, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't on any committees. I, um, I probably should have been in a couple of them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and by committees, I just mean committed. Hey, can we get some uh, committees for me, please? I'd like to be on a few more committees. Uh, what? Here's the deal. Russo would make this point clear on TV that he would try to take over TNA and revealed he would form a group to take over the company, Sports Entertainment Extreme. I got to ask, dog, sex versus TNA. This isn't the <laughs> type of stuff that's going to be mainstream, but... 
Do you think this is the type of thing that would get viewers at the time? They thought maybe we'll get them to spend $10 a week on a pay-per-view though. Yeah. Yeah. And look, that that's the, the business strategy. The business model is the, is the biggest thing to, to discuss. And I'm sure we'll dive into that momentarily. But for, for me, like, uh, it's not mainstream. It wasn't meant to be mainstream. It was right. meant to be uh, underground, some punk rock. And so to get edgy, even with the, the name, you know what I mean? Like uh, SCX versus TNA. Like it's it's definitely not going to be mainstream. But look, they weren't trying to sell it mainstream right then. They, excuse me, they had this new business strategy they were going to try with the with the weekly pay-per-views. And, and look, I, I, I can't say they made a wrong decision because all of the platforms have kind of moved in that direction. Not that's not where they landed, but this was early on, you know, this was, this was what, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, that's you incredible. Know? So, so they were early. If you think about it on, on, on rolling out that kind of business uh, strategy or, or business model. And so it's kind of the way of the world. Now everybody has a subscription weekly or monthly or something to to all kind of stuff. You know, so, I think they were maybe maybe out front, maybe too far out front. At the time, did you think it could be successful? Were you even worried about that model? Were you more worried on what your part in the company was? And hey, yeah, what do I, I got to do? Yeah, I didn't look. I I got a weekly check then, and that was <laughs> what my like you said, you were not were. on any committees. <laughs> was not on committee one. Um, <laughs> and if it would have been, it would have been the committee to put the ring up or something like that. Uh, yeah, I was. This was. No now, business call going on here. Yeah, and it yeah. was it's just a part of my life that I wasn't interested in the business aspect or 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 my the business that was Brian James, I wasn't interested in that either. It was it was about finding oblivion and uh and living there until until I didn't anymore. You're in the infamous TNA show on December 4th where Roddy Piper went out with a live mic. Oh, yeah. And got into a battle with Vince Russo. Piper claimed that Russo was the person who killed Owen Hart. Yeah. Um, I know that's, looking back at strong. it, whatever your thoughts, but what's your thoughts there? Well, I mean, that comment itself is strong. You know what I mean? But but look, if and look, I do believe Piper was one of those old school kind of uh, hard knocks guys that that felt like maybe Russo killed the business. You know what I mean? There was a lot of older guys that thought that uh, during the attitude era, like what is going on here? And then, and then, and now we're doing this. And so I could see Piper not liking him. And I don't, I don't remember this to be quite honest with you. But when I, when I was reading the notes and I went like, Oh, I do remember something about Piper and him almost getting him, Piper almost beating him up in the ring or something like I That's how I thought it was. But, but I guess it was just a heated promo. Um, but so you yeah, don't that, remember anything backstage where people were like, man, you shouldn't have said that or no, no. even talking about it beforehand. Who, who was going to say that to Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper in, the, yeah. in the TNA dressing room? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, uh, Hey Roddy, I'd like to go over your promo <laughs> with you, please. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the same goes for like, I can't imagine Vince came right back and went to Roddy and went, what was that all about? You know what I mean? So I'm sure he went his way and Roddy went his, yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and shark boy were in the, uh, in the locker. <laughs> room uh gonna tell piper to get his verbiage straight hey uh roddy could uh you come over here for a second let me get this fan out of the way i'd like to talk to you about your promo um you were 
You were scheduled to be a mystery partner of Jeff's, taking on the Harris boys. Ooh. But, of course, it's a swerve, and you come out late after you were taken out to save Jeff from the oh. Harris boys. You would attack Jeff and help lay the boots to him, turn on your father. What? And hit Ron Killings I, with that, a chair. None of this And is then true. hug Russo. First off. I remember that part. I don't, I remember hugging Russo, but all that other <laughs> stuff, I don't, I do not recall. I don't, I would never hit Ron Killings. Uh, well, I was going to say first, oh. you turned on Bullet Bob. Yeah. You had to know you were going to take a whipping from him. Yeah. Well, I, look, anytime you do anything to dad with scare him, whatever, <laughs> you're going to get hit or something from it. So I was definitely knew I was going to, I was going to be, yeah. Cause I like to jump out and scare him and he's. He just starts swinging at you. Wait, uh, wait, what was your move? Just hide? Was just, it the jump yeah, out? And just go, ah! And he, go, ah, ah, ah. And he would just swing and cuss. And if you didn't run, you are going to get hit with one. I would pay so much uh, money. I'd pay $10 a week to watch you scare Bullet Bob once a week. Just to see that. Yeah. I, you know what? I would, too. <laughs> I'd utilize that a lot more than I do that daggum 1999 car wash. <laughs> It comes out every every two weeks. Uh, we start next. You're taking on Ron Killings. We said there was going to be some truth to this, and we didn't know yeah. it was going to be our truth. He's a, you're taking him off. You're in a chain chair match. Yeah, that's got to be a typo. And you lose a chain. It, hey, let me ask you this: Is it not a typo? I I think it's a chain chair match. Is was it I in a shoot? Chain chair mat like that doesn't even I don't even know how that makes sense. <laughs> I'd love for that. I'd love to see that. We'll have to get our crack team on this because I'll be honest. You mean our team that's on crack? Yeah, I wasn't deep into the TNA on with you and Ron Killings into chain chair match. No, I honestly, this. when I when I read that, I thought that's got to be a typo or something. Like no, no if, way. If somebody slings a uh, a picture. Up with you, and are y'all both chained to a chair? How would a chain chair I, match work? Well, that's what let's so let's talk about it because okay. truly, I have no idea. So, are you both chained to a chair? No parameters as we speak. I have no reference point, so we can do it however we are the masters of our own <laughs> We're destiny. Creating this. We can do it however this we want. This is my to. first booking meeting. I, I'm really would, pumped right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, for me, I would, I would. No, because you got to use a ladder then. What if the chairs? I'd hang, I'd hang a chair on above the ring. Okay. But then you'd have to it'd have to be ladders. It'd have to be chairs and ladders and chains. Oh my! <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so uh, I don't what know. If the chain, what if the chair was chained up to the, like a post and ever unchained it and hit the other one? One. Yeah, but I think the chain has got to be around my neck and his neck, right? Like or at least, dog, yeah, you're chained somewhere. Oh, maybe that's a maybe that's a dog collar match. I'm right. thinking of. We've already got so maybe dog it's we're chained to the wrist. By the um, way, if this typo in our notes leads to, if I see a chain chair match coming up soon, <laughs> I'm gonna die. Uh, so for some reason, I'm actually thinking I actually did it, and but I don't I don't remember how we executed it with the chair. So let's go back to that for a second. Can I get because we could put the chair in the? Yeah, no. You got to put it on a pole. I need, you know, Bubba Creed and uh, Axiom in yeah. a change air match. I need this. Who's Bubba Creed? <laughs> He's on NXT. Uh, which 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 Creed is he? 
Which he, one you talking about? They're in the diamond mine. No, I know the Creed Brothers, but which one you talking about? He's the big, he, big the guy. Big, the thick big. one. Yeah, not the taller one. The taller one's his other yeah. brother, yeah. He just yeah. did the five minutes uh, with, uh, he just had that match a few weeks ago with. I, I missed that one. With but, Julius. But, but, hey, both of those kids. Axiom can brothers, go. Oh, man, Axiom was. So Axiom, uh, when I worked down there, was going to be a different person. Uh, <laughs> so we, we had the idea for the character. We came up and trademarked the name and everything. Uh, and we were literally in the process of making gear, and the guy got released. Um, so so oh, no. Uh, yeah, and it was a really good kid, too. I'm not going to mention his name, but great kid that we were going we were gonna to utilize in that, uh, in that gimmick. But, but that kid can work. That kid you're talking about, the guy that does Axiom now. Um, Apparently, we, our team has only found in 2003, Kid Cash and Abyss had a chair on a pole match. Well, we've had everything on a pole match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had Viagra on a pole match. <laughs> right, and Russo right. wrote that, too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I bet he was so in on Dominic that. said, I just snorted, and I said something about him smoking crack. Or, so, Dominic, <laughs> you've moved to the soft now. You're no longer doing the hard. Moved I got to it. the soft. I got it. So, well, buddy, so he's if you move to the, the soft, you need to check your our friends. <laughs> okay, look, we're going to come back to chain on a chair, Matt. I don't yeah, think it matters to, at this point. But no, no, it does not at all. Because I, I don't think it's true. I don't think I ever hit Ron Killings with a chair. I'm ever? saying, well, there's not even evidence of it. Were you in a chain we match have, with him? We have people on crack looking through the emails and, and <laughs> Twitter handles right now. They can't even find. Yeah. They can't no. even find. If these dirt sheet writers can't find it, nobody no. will. No, nobody can. All right, let's move on then. December eighteenth, the group was born, and this is the talent roster. This is Christop the group Sports Entertainment Extreme. This is yep. the roster. Go. Well, I'm gonna give you the name. Oh, you give sorry. me one word. Okay. Okay. Maybe two at most. All right, here we okay. go. Christopher Daniels. Three words. Four Professional. Words. Okay. Elix Skipper. Acrobat. I was going to say athletic, but I think it's like he's... By the way... He's, he's cat-like. His stuff where he used to do the 101 kilograms and under title <laughs> instead yeah, of saying cruiserweight yeah. to yeah. really rub in the Canadian stuff was great. Loki. Man, uh... So I, I am going to use a few more words. He's Do a t t tough dude to figure out, and, okay. and we'll talk. I think we're going to we're going to talk a little more about each individual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If not, that's fine. I'll do it now. But um, so I never had an issue with Loki. I, I, I people talked about him being uh, difficult to to work with and stuff. I never never ran into that one time. Um, but I do have an interesting Loki story. When I showed up to, uh, we were going to have a six man in like Mexico City. And it was me and Conan and Truth, I'm, I want to say. And it was against uh, Loki. And, and I forget who the other people were because it, it really didn't matter. But when I got when we got there, we all, we all pulled in. And this was back in the day. And so it looked like Cheech and Chong was pulling in. <laughs> and we get out of the van and... And there's Loki with a towel around his neck and like a hoodie on, and he's running laps around the like the parking lot of the underground parking facility. And I, I like stopped him and waved him down and was like, 
whoa, whoa. And he had to take his headphones out and he's like looking at me. And I was like, bro, what are you doing? We're gonna, we got a six man tag and there's, you're not going to need any of this out there. You know what I mean? Like, and he goes, uh, maybe you're not going to need any of this out there, but I might. And oh. he put his stuff back in and ran. And I thought that was badass and cool <laughs> and, and it scared me. And yet I was angry. And you know what I mean? Like, I was like, uh, it was kind then, of a slap on you. <laughs> yes, like you said it was yeah. a real badass. It was cool line. Yeah. Like I walked away like, okay, all right then. Oh, yeah. um, and in the match, he put me, he did put me in a hold that I could not have gotten out of if I had a, a <laughs> key ring. I couldn't have got out of this lock. Um, and thank God he let me go. And, and I got, uh, but, but that wasn't, he didn't put me in it and hurt me in it. He just yeah. put me in it and held me in it. You know what I mean? Like it was, there's a difference. Like I couldn't have got out if I'd have wanted to, but I, I respect that. The dude's got Matt skills. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, uh, but, but, but always, always a real, a good dude. Keep, keep going. I'm sorry. I, I hope. Now, well, let's go, let's break them down then. Christopher Daniels, you said professional. Yeah. Did you know him? Before this or his time in TNA? No, no, I did not know him before. And if I did, I apologize, Chris. Uh, But (laughs) but I I met him and got to know him in TNA. And that's where I really got to appreciate what a a great guy he is, a good human, uh, and and a great wrestler. Like, he gave back. He always was trying to help everybody, put their mat. You know what I mean? Like, he's, that's why I said professional. I couldn't think of a kind, I didn't want to say nice dude. You know what I mean? But, but that's what he was. He was a really, he's a really good dude who loved wrestling and, and, Gave his all and and still giving his all somewhere. Yeah, still you know working what I mean? with younger guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, doing exactly what what he was doing even then. So yeah, just a great a great guy all around. Like we hit on it, Elix Skipper founds the fame in WCW. He was part of Team Canada, which was really underrated when all those cruiserweights yeah. were there. And uh, he was a cruiserweight champion. He called it the one hundred and one kilogram and under championship. <laughs> Uh, and the first half of the WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Champions with Kid Romeo, uh, what were your thoughts? Were you surprised he never latched on in the WWF after WCW closed? Um, yeah, yeah. To be to be quite honest, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't continue on wrestling somewhere and and, and doing it at a high level because that's the kind of guy he was, and he was at that level. I don't know if he was. Uh, you know, if he needs somebody to talk for him or if he was a good promo, I didn't hear him talk a lot. Um, and, and I didn't get to know him like say I did Chris Daniels. Um, <clears throat> just because I don't, I don't know why that is say the truth. He just wasn't as upfront and vocal as the others were. He was kind of a, a shy dude. So I didn't get to know him like I did the others, but what an incredible athlete, man. He, I'll never forget him walking down the cage and doing a Rana into the ring. You know, it's just like <laughs> we, we, we freak out when Undertaker walks down the ropes and hits somebody with a single axe handle off of it. You know what I mean? And this yeah. guy's, this guy's doing it. No hands. Look, Ma, no hands across a cage top, you know, just incredible athlete. Yeah. Uh, Loki, you mentioned a great story. Uh, he also yeah. had a reputation sometimes of being difficult to do business with. Yeah. You never had those issues though yourself. No. no, I didn't. I didn't. And I, and I look, I saw him not that long ago. Uh, it may have been at, uh, in Nashville or something where, where I saw him not long ago and it was, and he's still a good guy, still got smiles and hugs and you know what I mean? Like everything. I, I never saw that side of him. Um, but I know that he was 
serious. He was a lot more serious than I was. And uh, everybody's more serious than I was. <laughs> Groucho Marx is more serious. Right, Hart's more serious the than Marx you. Are more, well, way more. Um, <laughs> but hopefully Shark Boy will shoot him straight and we'll what, knock this out. Uh, what? Uh, let's talk about the Harris boys, uh, Ron and Don. Uh, you guys, you go way back with the Harris boys. Look, we look like triplets. Look at that. That's a yeah. great shot. If you're watching on our YouTube, if you're not watching, we've got a shot up of, of Dog and the Harris boys. Yeah. Just talk about your relationship with them. Well, look, they do. I worked with them in Smoky Mountain. Uh, I worked with them in WWE. Uh, you know, I worked with them here in TNA. So, uh, yeah, we do go way back. Um, Big boys. Probably 30 years now. Wow. You know what I mean? Uh, probably 27, 28, around there. I'm not... Not good, not good at math. Uh, but, but yeah, we go way back and, and we uh, have fought together and we've fought each other and we've fought <laughs> other people. And you know what I mean? We've been, da- we've been down the road together. And so the, anytime I get to see them, get to talk to them, anything still to this day, it's a special thing. And, and uh, yeah, so this was cool for me to get to work with them during this time because we were all kind of fat, lazy, and redneck. And so we would just <laughs> say, hey, what are you going to do in this, when we run in here? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the floor as quickly as I can and get to the back. Who's funnier, um, Ron or Don? Well, I think, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Because oh. they have two separate, I was going to say Donnie, but Donnie is so dry. That's why I think he's funny. Okay. But Ronnie's a little more... Uh, quick-witted so there's there's different kind of of humor so it's hard to judge who's like the funniest they're also a very much alike you know what i mean so how do so you that, separate them when you say like you got to know some like one of them yeah, this way no you just know after you after you get to know them for a minute you just know you know what i mean and uh you I pick think one in the shoot fight who is it oh donnie oh heavy d <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's something about him. He's a little, a little more laid back and a little more. He's the guy that punches first when you're looking at his brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? They're, they're, because his brother's <laughs> taller and mouthier. You him. Yes. Okay. Look, you better be looking over here at the one that looks just like him because he's the one going to dot your eye. And, uh, yeah, that, so, man, they go, yeah, we go way back, those those dudes. Uh, Sunny Psyche. Sonny Siaki. Sonny, that's what I said, right? Yeah, you said it. You yeah, said, I, I nailed it. I was that. just repeating it because I love I hearing think the word. I nailed it. Sonny yep. Siaki. Yes. Uh, he was talked heavily about being the new rock in TNA. Yeah. Did you ever see that? What do you remember about that buzz? So, I, look, I remember I remember the talk. I remember the dude. He was a great kid, and he was a good-looking kid, and he could work, and he was... Uh, I, I'm not sure what his nationality was, but, but he had darker skin, like his... Sonny Siaki is his name. You know what I mean? He was Polynesian of, of some kind, and mm-hmm. I'm probably probably butchering that, and I apologize. But but he was a, a, an, an islander of sorts and, and a good-looking, beautiful kid. You know what I mean? And so I understand the comparison, but I don't you always hear like, oh, it's, 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 it's a kiss of death when they go, he's the next Stone Cold. He's the oh. next Rock. He's right. the ne- it's the kiss of death because... Nobody wants a next rock. <laughs> we want the rock. Yes. And we wanted him to be, and we, we and he's the rock. And so what I need you to be is somebody different. You know what I mean? And and that's, I feel like it's always the kiss of death when they put that kind of stuff on you. And, and look, 
I see why they put it on him, but it didn't pan out. And then you just, everybody kind of seems stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, he's the next rocker. No, he's not. He's, he could be Sonny Siaki and he could right. be a great character with Sonny Siaki and a great wrestler. And, and you know what I mean? Like we can build off of that. But once they say you're the next somebody, you're screwed because you, because you ain't nobody. You know what and I mean? It, it's like that in all sports. You hear yeah. he's the next Jordan, the next Kobe, or whatever. He's the next Tom Brady. Yeah. He's and the if, next and if, so-and-so. And if you're the next such and such, then uh, you ain't even you yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> and as Hall of Fame status as you get, you still yeah. not as – they still go, well, he's supposed to be the next Jordan. He's yeah. supposed to be the next Rock. So if you don't get on Rock level to them, you didn't make it, yeah, which is not the case. Failed. And, and that's, you know, that's, look, the, the platform that you were trying to promote and push this kid on to call him the next rock was, it was not going to happen that way. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like that's, that's all there is to it. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Blue Chew. Guys. We all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in this holiday season. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. So you can plan ahead. You're going to be out and about. You're going to be ice skating. You're going to be snow skiing. Whatever the case may be, you will be ready whenever an opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in the line at the pharmacy and seeing if you know somebody right when you're getting your pills. That's not the case anymore. It's all done online. Plus, Blue Chew's tablets are made right here in the USA. America, prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. They say there's nothing sexier than confidence and Blue Chew can help give you the confidence where it counts. Rekindle that flame on these cold nights here in the winter with our friends at Blue Chew. If you can benefit from that extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex. And we've got a special deal for Oh You Didn't Know listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code DOGG at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DOG to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring this week's podcast. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, and last but not least, let's talk about David Flair. Oh. David Flair. I like David. Give me a David Flair story. So I don't have any, and, I, okay. and I'll be quite honest. We did. We 
got along, but I didn't hang out with him. Uh, I did my own thing and, and hid while I did it. Um, and so, so, uh, so I didn't, I didn't talk to him a lot, but bless his no heart. No beef he, with him or anything, right? No, not at all. Not at all. He worked, we worked well together for the time that we worked together. Everything was fine. You know what I mean? But it was also, uh, Rick, he's Ric Flair's kid. So you, I treated him a little different than I would have treated every, uh, another young kid coming As in, in like that. You know what I mean? Giving him a little more leeway, more respect yeah, or yeah, what? Yeah, I would, I would treat him better. And that's, yeah. that may be bad on me. You should treat everybody the same. Okay. I, I get that. But that's, you know, I probably still would have treated, you know, if Barack Obama's daughter was there, I'd treat her special too. You know what I mean? If it was yeah. somebody else's kid, they would get special treatment too. And so, Look, I, I, I think he found his way out of the wrestling business because he wasn't meant cut out for it, but it wasn't because he didn't love it or he didn't want to follow in his father's footsteps. It was, uh, and, and to be quite honest, the truth of it is the one to follow in his father's footstep passed away. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the other young flair, um, what, what was his name? Um, oh, uh, Reed. Reed, read, 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 read. Thank you. Um, yeah, Reed had the mannerisms, had the athleticism, had had it. He had it all to to literally be. Well, here I go again. The next Rick Flair, um, but but you could see something in him at an early age. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and and that didn't exist in David. And and I'm sorry about that. He's a good kid and a good dude. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't. We had, we didn't have a crossword, and and I don't know why we would ever. But he, he, this wasn't for him. You know what I mean? And that, that panned out quickly. I thought Blair's daughter turned out pretty good too. I she's all right. Her. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah. What's well, her name? Raleigh. Yeah. I think something else. <laughs> Some one of those cities. Uh, all right, let's go on the show. You would do an imitation of Jim Ross after a beat down mm. on Kurt Hennig. Oh, Kurt. Hennig. Do you remember what the point of that was? It was probably me trying to pop somebody. You know what I mean? Do like, you, honestly, it doesn't sound like I, I wouldn't. You don't remember I, any big beef or anything. No, just, no, 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 no. It no. was just time. Not to at do that it. point. Yeah. It would have just been to try to pop somebody or something. You know what you I mean? Like, like to like give that. us your best JR impression. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I'm not good. My at God. It I, don't, I don't remember doing it to be quite what honest. What does JR call you? Does he have a, does he call you dog? Road or? dog. Yeah. He calls me road, road dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw him recently too. Uh, it was actually a really good good time seeing him. Uh, you would also go on to defeat Killings in a Falls Count Anywhere match after Triple X would attack Killings. You've mentioned before, uh, and you can say it again. You always enjoyed wrestling with Ron. Uh, in the ring look, with I Ron. enjoy doing everything with Ron except yeah. for wrestling um no <laughs> no i i love wrestling ronnie i love wrestling with him i love wrestling against him he's just and he was young then too like so and i was kind of old and out of shape so it was really fun to wrestle with him then uh <laughs> as a tag team partner um but yeah i always love working with ronnie man he's such a great athlete and such a uh human to be cherished you know what i mean he's a national treasure and i believe that with all my heart while we're here, we got to mention in early 03, Mike Sanders would join SEX hmm. in the quest to take over TNA when he attacked Killings and Jerry Lynn in a tag match against you and Don Harris. Thoughts on Mike Sanders? 
So my, my, I, I thought about this as I read through the notes too. Uh, thank you, Derek. Uh, but I, I, I read through and I thought, you know, Mike, I think was like five, five or 10 years too late. I, I really think like, oh. or, or, or maybe he was just in WCW at the wrong time because I feel like Mike was a guy that backstage was really funny and entertaining and, and his work was good. And like given a, a, a bigger, better platform for, for him. I think he could have, he could have done something because he really was a funny, clever, quick witted guy, uh, that, that could cut a good promo. And I, and I just think like he was, he, he came up in the power plant and it was more about wrestling and blah, wrestle where the big boys play or whatever, you know? And so it was, it was different. It was aimed differently then. And so if Mike would have been a little, a little few years before or maybe after. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I felt like he started getting his opportunity there with Russo because Russo identified this guy's, this guy's funny. He's entertaining. He's smart. He's clever. Um, let's utilize him somehow. So, yeah, I just think he got, he got short into the stick, I think, with, with the way the business kind of folded and, and unfolded. And by the way, um, Stand-up comic, tours the, tours the tour, uh, going all over the place, doing uh, stand-up comedy now. Did you know that? Is that right? Yeah. I did not know that. and that, I, it, it, seen, it fits perfectly, though. I've seen uh, – I've did, he's done a bunch of the clubs that I work at as well. I've seen his name on the list and uh, oh, really? haven't had the pleasure of meeting him. But uh, shout-out to Mike there. Sanders. Very funny yes, guy, yes. like you said. Hopefully you, we cross paths soon, too. Hopefully we're in a town where – you can come see at one of our shows, and I'll keep come see one of yours. <laughs> well, Not you, uh, Cassio. Yeah, I didn't know about, who you were talking about. about. I was like, man, I feel flattered all of a sudden. No, 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 I wouldn't go to one of your shows. <laughs> Save my I'll life. open for Mike Sanders. Any, let's have the Oh, You Didn't Know comedy show. Yeah, it's the and, Above and Average. Mike, <laughs> above above average, average is the is the name of the, the night. He's Above Average in humor. Yeah, um, do you remember at this point um, – I think I know the answer, but is there a long-term plan for you at this point? Were you even oh, thinking long-term? Who cares? Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Again, I, you were sorry. just working I, week I, to week. Yeah, man, and I, I know yeah. that's, I don't know, for people who are in recovery, I know they totally understand what I'm talking about. Right. But but people who aren't can't can't understand it, and and I thank God they can't. But it's it's weird to sit here today and think of things that I did back then, and they turn my stomach and they oh god i wouldn't do that to save my life today but when you're on drugs and and living like that you you can justify just about anything uh to get the next fix and so that's (laughs) look that's where i was where i was during all this long-term story just look next week that check better hit the mailbox that was my long-term story i think too though for us and especially that follow you and know that uh, how involved you are behind the scenes and what, you know, what your career turned out to be, you know, it's kind of crazy for us to think at that point, you know, we, we didn't yeah, know yeah. you then. So it's yeah. weird for us to even think, and you've said it to me, you know, I hear it every single week, but for those jumping in, we long-term was not a thing in dog's life. It was, <laughs> that's, that's true. Like you and said, I, as my check coming, yeah, that was, that, and look, that What'd was. What'd you say? I need to make a house payment and get that's some drugs? All. Yeah, that's all. And that's all. Yeah. I don't care if, and at the time, I didn't care if baby needed a new pair of shoes because daddy needed his dope, you know? And that, so that was, 
That's not me no more, man, but that was. And so I, I, I forgot, I appreciate you bringing that up, Cassio, because I forget, like, people didn't know and don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And it was just, I didn't care what was going to happen. Uh, what was long term? Heck, I didn't think I'd be alive long term, <laughs> much less uh, cre- doing something creatively in wrestling. A storyline? No. <laughs> tell, me, <laughs> yeah. tell me what to wear and where the camera hey, is. Hey, the next only week. line I'm worried about is the one on that EKG. <laughs> when it goes to flat, somebody smart me up. If I'm alive next week, give me a check and point me towards the hard cam, baby. Let's go. <laughs> on January 22nd, three members of SEX, you, Daniels, and Don Harris, take on Jeff Jarrett in a battle royal four way for the NWA title. And let's go to the Dave Meltzer files, your favorite oh, part of the show. Right. Yes. Meltzer's going to describe it to you. Okay. The big angle on the show came at the finish after Stone Cold Jeff Jarrett had retained the <laughs> NWA. Already. Already. You know what? I figured it out. Where's Dave Meltzer from? Oh, so I, he's I got know. something about Is he Southern. Philly? He's got something about Southern wrestlers. Southern oh, he's Cali. People. He's Cali. Yeah, there okay. you go. Yeah, well, all that's the where he lives stuff. now. That's where he lives now. Is that where he's from? Is he an OG Cali boy? For some reason, I thought he was Philly. Anyway, he, he it says... Sounds, it seems like Philly is what I'm saying. If, if the Angelos will get off the soft stuff, they can... Uh, <laughs> nope, they're both doubling down on San Fran, okay. California. All right. always. I just feel like it's... Now it's not just me and... It, and now it's Jeff, too. He's he's already his first line <laughs> yeah. of his report. He's jaded and, and, and one-sided. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, he said Stone Cold Jeff Jarrett had retained the NWA title in a four-way <laughs> with battle royal rules over Don Harris, who got a sick-looking hard-way cut near his Ooh. eye from a chair shot by Jarrett, yeah. Christopher Daniels, and B.G. James in a bloodbath, as the faces had Jarrett, who bled profusely with what would be, uh, with that word being an understatement, bled, yeah. bled profusely. Uh, he says, on their shoulders celebrating, Raven ran in, DDT Jarrett, and took the belt. This sets up a feud between the two of them. Mm-hmm. First off, do you remember this match? Do you remember Don getting cut open? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember this because there was blood everywhere, and I didn't want any of it to touch me. Was that um, the plan, or did it just happen? Well, Jeff was going to get color, but... Uh, Don you know, wasn't? Yeah, he just got opened up with that chair shot. Um, but and- it added to it. Yes, it did. It's now it's it's now the biggest <laughs> one of the opponents has got to, is dinged. You know what I mean? So you can play into that in the match and how you construct it. I love you. You just didn't want it on you. Yeah. No. Gross. It's somebody else's blood. What if they pooped in there? <laughs> what if they pooped all over themselves? You want that on you too? If we had to go back and keep record, who's what person has had the most blood on you? Test. Their blood. I drank Test's blood. Uh, on purpose or just got no, not on purpose. Oh, oh no he slid into the ring to attack dx and his face hit the bottom rope and it shot him back to the floor like a goddamn bow and arrow he got up and his <laughs> nose was broke all over his face and the idea was for him to slide in and beat up dx oh no like he was gonna that was the stories in baltimore well he can't beat you up after that well he slid oh, no. in, and and I grabbed him and pulled him right on top of me and told him, just start hitting me. You know what I mean? And as I was yelling and telling him to start hitting me, his blood was dripping. Blood! Straight, into my, <laughs> straight, into my, 
straight oh, no. in my mouth. Yeah, it was. It was the. It's the one. Look, I remember that distinctly because it grosses me out to this day. Uh, and I just, I didn't sell any of his punches. I just rolled over. It, oh, I'm a gag now. <laughs> Get it out of there! <laughs> I was just spitting over the edge of the ring. <laughs> just trying to, oh, God, I'm a gag. Hold on. Road Dogs, top oh. five holiday sides. Oh. Mashed potatoes, sweet potato casserole, green bean casserole, and test blood. Oh, it's like cranberry sauce, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that was disgusting. Oh, yeah. oh I don't know no. where that story came from. Oh, no. Second of all, uh, in that match, Raven gets a gigantic mm-hmm. pop for running in. Did yep. you think you three losing and having Raven come in and cut the group's knees off? What did you think about this at this point? No, I mean, I didn't. I knew Jeff's next big story was with Raven. You know what I mean? They're bringing Scotty in to, to, yeah. do, the, to do the angle. And so, look, I know that everybody thinks, and, and a lot of wrestlers today do think, overthink everything and go like, oh, man, we lost. And now they come in and he comes in. and Yeah, we're not on top. We're not the champions. We're not in a story. We're just these this heel faction that can kind of be done anything to. So I didn't look at for one thing, I didn't think it worked past SEX versus TNA, like old school versus new school, old line versus new line. You know what I mean? I it doesn't work past that. So I don't know how far we were into this story by this this time, but I was never one, even if in my soberest, most sober day. Would I go like, oh, Ravens just come in and after we get beat and get like, that's, that's what happens in the, in the, you know, the, the, the champion comes out on top somehow and retains and overcomes all the bad guys. And then another bad guy swoops in and makes a statement and goes, ha I got you now. And you turn the page and there's a new chapter. You know what I mean? It's, it's that way in every movie and every, everything, but yet wrestlers can still think like, well, does that make me look stupid? Because he, I got beat and he came down like, Oh my God, you're already thinking that it's real. Like it's not, it's not right. real. It's we're, t- we're I have a part to play in the story tonight. And my part was get beat me and two of my partners get beat by one guy and then somebody who's probably going to draw more than me uh, comes down and does something to the champion, and now they go off and do their thing. And so, yeah, it doesn't hurt anybody. You come out the next week, you do your thing. It's the same old. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's people overthinking it. And there's a lot of young guys today that do the same. Uh, also, at this time, Hermie Sadler will put shows on, and you are yep. featured heavily in – uh, yep. In Norfolk, you would main event against Jeff for the NWA title. What? Jeff would Jeff would retain his title. I can't believe Son you lost Jeff stand. Jarrett. I know. Uh, with Ricky Steamboat as the referee. That's, so that's probably right there what happened, Cassio. He's the blame. Rick isn't he? Steamboat is a son of a beast. <laughs> he will turn on you in a heartbeat. Richard Steamboat. Every they call him time. the Dragon. They call him the Dragon. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was a brief fire on all. I don't your know plans. too many dragons other than Puff uh, that that gets Just along with wreak anybody. Havoc. Yeah. They wreak havoc. They're friends with nobody. Nobody. That's um, what. That's how Jeff retained. Good luck sleeping tonight, Jeff. If that's what you call a victory. <laughs> uh, this might be just me as a wrestling mark fan, whatever you want to call it. But looking at this. 
You get to challenge for the NWA title against Jeff Jarrett and Ricky Steamboat as a ref. <laughs> that seems like a big deal to me. Is that a big deal so, for you at the time? Not at the time. Okay. And that's that's the that's the regret part about recovery. And I and I can't live in it, but I but I have, you know, like this is a very cool match. Yeah. This is a very cool moment. In my personal, and not wrestling history, I won't say all that bull poop, but, but in my personal wrestling history, this is a very cool moment. I wish I had have been more invested uh, mentally, p- professionally. I wish I would have been more invested in, man, we could have done some great stuff there, and we might have. I just don't know because I wasn't concerned. <laughs> and that's, I don't know, you know. It's sad but- to say, but it's the truth. Yeah, when you just see the title, Road Dogg and Jeff Jarrett for the NWA title with Ricky Steamboat as ref. a ref. That sounds Whoa. pretty cool. Whoa, I mean, look, Meltzer's, me Meltzer's not going to be, he says, the only guy that gets over <laughs> is a referee. But 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 I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, you got a chance to get some stars because Steamboat's in there, but and maybe Jeff. Oof. No. Stone Cold Jeff Jarrett's out of the box, too. While we're here, uh, Hermie Sadler, NASCAR drivers who we're talking about. If you don't know who Hermie yep. is, he's a, a fellow podcaster as well. Yep. Uh, Lanny Ryan their turning left. With him. I did their uh, podcast with him, actually. Uh, do you got any good Hermie Sadler stories? So I have a great Hermie Sadler story. Oh, come on, come on. And this was back in the day. Look, Hermie's a great person. Hermie's a great human being. And that, that's the truth and, and, and always has been. I had a run-in uh, a, with Hermie one time, and it was totally my fault. And I was under the influence and, and being an a-hole, and, and I said things I regretted and I didn't mean, and I had to apologize to him and make it right again. We, we're, we've never been better than we are right now. But so Hermie Sadler, during this period of time, he was also doing, you know, he's doing these shows, but he's also doing autograph sessions and kind of, kind of just feeling his way out in this wrestling stuff and where he could make some money. So he flew me to, um, it had, I guess it was Richmond, it was Richmond, uh, where, where the, I think it was Richmond, anyway, where the, where the racetrack is. And so we were going to the races because I was going to sign autographs in the infield and, and something, something else was another show the next day or whatever. So he flew me in. I landed early. So we had the whole day, uh, to do nothing before that night. We had to go do the the show or the signing or whatever it was, uh, prior to going to the, to the race. So, I start drinking like we go get barbecue at noon and I start drinking and I'm talking about drinking. And at five o'clock I was unconscious. You know what I mean? And, and I was, and he got me home and put me in a bed and I was asleep in Hermie Sadler's house and uh, sleeping this off. So I could go do my signing that night. And Hermie comes in and wakes me up. And when I open my eyes, the whole room is surrounded with Virginia state troopers. What? And I mean, there's eight or 10 Virginia state troopers in the room with me as I'm asleep in bed. And I open my eyes to see that now, needless to say, I'm hungover. I was drunk. I woke I have no idea where I'm at now because I had gotten, I'd never been to his house before. Now I wake up in his house and there's cops everywhere and he didn't let it go too long because he had set it up to do that. But, uh, he walked in and said, Brian, what'd you do? And I, I started talking like, I don't know, Kermy, I'm sorry. I don't know what I did. And he just started dying laughing. And it was, uh, for about a minute, 
I'd never been so scared in my entire life because I had no idea what I had done. And here's the, here's the, they were all friends of his. They They're all laughed at me. all just his boys and he yeah. rounded them up? Yeah, yes. They all laughed oh, at me. So uh and, and And I went and threw up and then we went to the show. <laughs> <laughs> but Her- Hermes, a, he's got a great family too. His brother's a race car driver now uh, as well. And so, yeah, just great people. Uh, the Saddlers from Virginia, great people. Uh, let's keep it going. Uh, as we go on in the storyline, you would then defeat Buff Bagwell on another show. No uh, way. What was it? What? No way. What? That you got a W Buff, or Buff you was the Buff? stuff, bro. Buff was the stuff. And ain't no way. I I'm double stuff now, but I wasn't even the stuff then. <laughs> how many? You know how, how many different humans have you seen shave Buff Bagwell? A bunch. I bet I've really? seen me do it before. You've shaved him? Not his. Private Netherland, not his region, but but his back. Yeah, I've shaved. You've shaved Buff Bagwell's back. Yes, I've shaved a lot of people's backs. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped, probably. Probably. Uh, Tis the season for clean balls. Fa la 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 la. Yeah, our friends at Manscaped are helping you clear your driveway for safe travels this holiday season. From stocking stuffers to white elephants. Manscaped's product are at the top of every wish list. Grab some crop pops for your pops or the body buffer for the holiday lover. When this year's white elephant gift and help all the men in your life go from eggnog to nice hog this December by going to manscaped.com and using code DOG, D-O-G-G, that gets you 20% plus free shipping. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Platinum Package 4.0, plus loads of little presents, perfect for stocking stuffers. So what better holiday gift than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Manscaped offers a handful of their liquid formulations, shampoos, body washes, upstairs and downstairs deodorant, gels, exfoliants, absolutely everything they could need keep it clean so don't let their chestnuts roast in the wrong boxers get them a pair of manscaped boxers specially made to keep the area cool and provide holiday comfort all year round and now that you've gifted them the perfect privates go beyond the groan with manscaped's full body product line dad has nasty nose hairs Save his life with the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is their full kit for nail care with scissors, clippers, tweezers, and a file for the traveling man. Plus, there's the new Preserve Cologne. That brings a light, breezy, woodsy feel to your woods and gives that fresh tree scent even after the Christmas is over. And if you're still using a loofah, lose it. Introducing the Body Buffer. Lufas actually hold bacteria from dead skin. So help them throw out that disgusting old lufa and get the body scrubber that feels smoother but acts tougher. Lastly, top off the stocking with the crown jewel for their family jewels, the Lawnmower 4.0. The Electric Razor's advanced skin safe technology is a life changer and known for reducing nicks and cuts on his Santa sack. Manscaped is here to make holiday shopping a blast, giving products they'll love and make them laugh in the process. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code DOGG at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code D-O-G-G. Manscaped for a perfect gift that will be the holiday's biggest hit. And we thank our friends at Manscaped for sponsoring this week's podcast. You Did you ever, uh, there's multiple wrestlers. Hey, look, wrestling's weird, okay? Just get used to it. I was going to say, multiple wrestlers have said they have seen his mother yeah. shave his nether regions. Did, did you I, ever I see did, that? No, no, I did not. I have heard that, but I have never Never did never did I see that. But you've shaved backwards. Well, look, a lot of times people will go, hey, will you just run this over? It's weird. It's wrestling's Have weird. Have you been shaved by like another you put, wrestler? Did no, Buff shave you? No, I wore a shirt. Oh, good call. <laughs> so I didn't have to shave. Uh, um, because I braid my nipple hair. So I, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> That's going to be a bonus show as well. Yeah, yeah. That's our new T-shirt. Hey, what were we talking about? Braided hair coming down, (laughs) like a Viking. That's the Virgil McDivitt. You can just do Viking braids on the nips and not even say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One time in in Germany, uh, the strongest man in Austria, um, August Schmiesel. You look up that name, August Schmiesel. I don't know if I want that in my Google history. He's the no judo champion of like the country of Germany and one of the world's, one of the world's strongest men also. And he, August Schmelzer? What do you, what do you see? What, Let me what see. do you say? Schmeisel? Schme- I don't know how to spell his last name. I thought it was Schmeisel, August Schmeisel. But, I, but look, huge German wrestler, uh, strong man, judo guy. Great guy. Great guy. One time I had a match with him, messed up a spot. He just threw me all over the ring after that. Like he just got, ah, oh, he's got all, got all crazy and just chunked me everywhere. Oh. And it was horrible. Uh, but like, then he was like, I'm so sorry. I did not know what to do. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm not dead. Um, but one time in the shower, he said, will you do my back? And we were in the shower. In the, you're getting, and he's you're so getting big and tough. I just did his back. I didn't know what else to do. I just scrubbed his back. He just, had a loofah. It was his loofah. I mean, this I, is a real shower, like you're both This naked. is a real shower. We had both done our match, and we were in the shower, and he said, will you do my back? And I did it. And I, after he left out of the shower. <laughs> and I did it. Yeah, I did it. I don't know what to say. I just, I, I am owning it. You know what I mean? After I got out of the shower, it was a little bit of the, like the, the library book or whatever, where I just kind of cried and scrubbed myself really hard and was like, oh no, chewing a lot of gum. <laughs> it's like, why? Why were you chewing gum? You just said you did his back. <laughs> well, how do you think these things start? <laughs> I was going to say, you should have said, uh, all right, I'm going to get that back, but you're going to have to condition this nipple hair after that. I was about to put conditioner in my nipple hair. <laughs> it's two for one body wash. You can just keep scrubbing if you want. Hey, if, uh, if anybody likes Yeah, this, by the way, August Schmeisel uh, does not, that's not a thing. Hey, it is a thing. We can't find chain chair matches or Augustus Gloop or whoever you said it was. They don't exist. August, I'm telling you, somebody listening to this, someone I'll within, the sound, of, someone within the sound of my voice. 
By the way, a July schmoozle way better than an August, August. schmoozle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've got a, if you've got just a because chance. of the Fremonda heat. You think it's Augustus or August? I thought it was August. Schmelzer. You think it's Schmelzer? Schme- it's not. It's not Uncle Dave, Dave Schmelzer. Schmelzer. Dave it's, Schmelzer. It's, you sure he's German? I could be Austrian. Could, Austrian? I don't know the difference because I'm I did. smart. You, <laughs> I don't know the difference. Well, they're two different countries. Well, good. Uh, now I only, know the difference. I found August Schmolzer, but he was born in 1958. He's an mm. actor. He was in no, Schindler's that List. That's not him. I wonder if it's his real name. Oh, he had a fake? I, he, he I might have. He might was have. it really just Don Harris with an accent? <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't recognize no, him? No, <laughs> no. Somebody will know. Somebody will know. I'm trying to think. Where'd who you I work was. with him at? In in Germany. Uh, in the whole, the whole, all over the, you know, you do a tour. Sometimes you work the same building for like three weeks in a row. And so I worked with him all across Germany. Uh, and yeah, he's a great okay. guy. He's like a, he's like a professional bouncer. That was like what his job was, and he had like a real nice. I like, think that's Frank Mir, isn't it? Isn't he a professional <laughs> bouncer? It might August Schmeisel. Look, I we're think he find was tag him. team partners with Fergal McDivitt. He was Fergal McDivitt's first tag team partner. <laughs> that's one of the greatest feuds in history. Five stars for August Schmeisel. August Schmeisel. August. 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 Sh- sh- say his name. August. I don't. I don't I, I'm messing it up now. August. Okay, never mind. Let's go on. Let's go on. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it and prove myself not crazy. By the way, speaking of holiday foods, my Memo makes a great schmeezer. <laughs> Whatever. Wait, is that him? That's him. Who is that? That's Who August that? Schmeezel. Wow. That's him. Funny. It's sure as I'm He's standing He took a there. few schmeezels. Hey, bro, in the, in the kisser. So He looks like a bad dude, man. Dude, he is probably 6'4". I'm going to be honest. I'm going to shave his back. 300 pounds. If he'd have told me to kiss him on the back, I'd have probably done that too. But, uh, <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, but but that's, there he is. I knew I wasn't crazy. If he would have said shave my back, I was like, all right, man, after 30 minutes, though, we're done. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We're when done. You, when you finish, I'm done. That's a deal, right? If your back's half shaved, it's too let bad, me run, Sally. Let me run my hands over it, feel if it's smooth. <laughs> wax on, wax off. That was him, man. Big bad dude. I did his Wait, back. wait. Whoever found that one of our crack team, if you're watch, if you're not watching on YouTube, they just threw up a picture. Mm-hmm. Did you? What name was it? August Schmeiser. We need well, to you, know. You've said it. Schmeiser. Schmeiser. See, you said August Schmeiser. Oh, by the way, I did S M I S L. I didn't type it like that when I I googled S C H M E E. Z E L Smeasel. That's because I said it with a Georgia accent. Yeah, you did. If, if, I, was, if I was German or, or Austrian, I would have said August Smizzle. Mm, my nizzle. Yeah, that's shizzle. him. And he is and hey, and he was a bad dizzle. He was a bad dizzle. August I did, I did his bizzle. You shaved his bizzle. I, I did his bizzle in the shizzle. You <laughs> shizzled his bizzle. I don't even kizzle. He's Austrian. Okay. I but you don't know the difference in German. <laughs> I do now. Thank you, Cassio. It's okay to not know stuff. You know what I mean? Ignorance <laughs> is okay. But now that I know, yeah. ignorance ain't okay no more. That's it. You're He's Austrian. The Austrian strong man. August I don't know how Smizzle. we got on August Smizzle. I did his back. You, you did, asked me if I shaved. You did his back. Bagwell. Oh, Buff Bagwell. I shaved Bagwell. It went to August Smizzle. 
And that's uh, good stuff. All right. I don't know how we're going to transition, but your dad is really in the front person <laughs> for tradition and honor. What are, what's the topic again? <laughs> Shaving Augustus's back is got SEX it, and it. TNA, baby. Uh, I see how it pours in now, yeah, though, yeah, yeah. with SEX. I, I, it's coming around. Your dad is really the front person for tradition and honor and the NWA that's going on up against SEX. Uh, do you know, did, what was your take? Did your dad enjoy doing this? Yeah. Look, we always love getting to work together yeah. under any circumstance. You know what I mean? And I think it's fun, and I think we, we have fun with it. Um, but, look, well, you knew, I knew he was gonna, we was going to cross paths, me and the old man. I was mm. with the new whippersnappers. The sex, that new seek, math. The Seeks, or whatever they were called, Sex, Seeks, something. Sex. And, and, uh, and so I knew I was going to have to face him. But he was old then, so I knew I could take him. On January 29th from the Observer. <laughs> Not really. I'm on January 29th from the Observer, they did an interview earlier in the show with B.G. James where they tried to portray Vince McMahon as a vindictive guy who gave him a terrible double J gimmick because McMahon was mad at Jarrett. James implied that Russo's DX turned him into the most entertaining personality in pro wrestling. See? See? Uh, take that, Bret Hart. And yeah. that he sold out Madison Square Garden 20 straight weeks. This is from Meltzer. Insert your own punchline. <laughs> <laughs> I love the promo. Uh, we, we only work. Madison Square Garden like <laughs> once a year. You know what I mean? But 20 straight weeks. Yeah. And a, you like saw that out, baby. Out. Uh, Scott Armstrong came out of the end when James claimed everyone in his family was <laughs> jealous of him. Where does this creative come from? Is this Russo? Is this you guys getting together? What's your, what yeah, are your no, thoughts it was, on it was, it was always Russo and, and Jeff. Well, whoever the, the the booking committee was at the time. Sometimes it's one person. Sometimes it's more than one. Um, but, like, it was, I'm sure it was them. And I'm sure it was trying to figure out a way to separate me. Like, I couldn't just do that with my dad and brother working there and not have any closure with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I felt like we had to do something, even if it's just... I don't love you anymore, and I run away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so it's a thing. Y'all are family in the same business. You yeah, and so past. we got, and I'm going to be a heel against the, the, them. You know what I mean? Uh, not specifically them versus me, but against the authority. And so we got to do some kind of disconnect, you know, and, and this was what we landed on. And again, it got to be fun to get into work with Scott as well. Yeah, yeah. Time. Look, I've worked with Scott a couple times in Smoky Mountain. Uh, we were both under a hood. He was uh, uh, he was Dixie Dynamite, and I was the uh, Dark Secret, and so we worked a few times on live events and on TV like that too. So yeah, I loved working with Scotty. He's light, light as a feather. He told me I was real stiff. And by the way, when I, <laughs> when I when I met him, he confirmed your story about your little Debbies, about oh. how you put butter on them. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, what? God. Which one did you do? Honey buns. So I yeah, honey buns. If you spray. That spray, like spray I can't believe, I can't. August Measel says I can't believe it's not butter. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> see, I told you Smeasel was going to come in handy. Then I would spray it on the honey bun, oh. and then about twelve seconds, maybe thirteen seconds, because it takes thir three seconds. I feel like to get mm. get going, get going in yeah. a microwave, and that thing comes out hot and buttery, oh. like like the red lights on it at. Uh, Krispy Kreme. Yep. Yeah, see, I saw you and Scott at StarCast, and you mm -hmm. looked at him and said, hey, 
what do we do with honey buns? And he goes, well, you you put butter on them and put them in the microwave. And I thought, this is incredible. It's the best. All right. Next week, well, uh, in the storyline, you put someone over in a big way. This is big for you. Oh, yeah. This is from The Observer. Tenacious Z debuted on the national stage, and they gave him a win over B.G. James. What? The story on him is that when he was eight years old, he lost one of his legs from the hip down due to cancer. While in the hospital, true story, he was visited by Hulk Hogan, who inspired him to become a professional wrestler. It's a very weird deal because on one hand, he deserves probably more credit than anyone in the business for what he can do given his handicap. He has three impressive spots, which are one-legged drop kick, the leg lariat, and the Asai moonsault. And how he gets so high and does these moves is phenomenal. But on the other hand, because of his limitations, he comes across more as a novelty attraction. I've heard everyone loved him and his attitude, and I think he should be able to get legit mainstream pub for what he's been able to do. I would have expected a much bigger crowd reaction when he pinned James. Ref Scott Armstrong feuding with his brother, kicked his brother low to set up the inside cradle finish. Oh, he didn't hit me with the ahi tuna moonsault? No, he got you with that old inside cradle, which you love. Those will get you. Those hurt worse than an outside cradle, for sure. Hey, I'm just glad he didn't get me in the single-leg Boston Crab. (laughs) The single-leg Boston Crab. Hey, so Zach Gowan. Zach Gowan, uh, Tenacious Z. Tenacious Z. Come on. So so let's talk a little bit about Zach Gowan, because Zach Gowan's an incredible person with an incredible story. Um, so at this time, everybody did love him and everybody did adore him. And I was happy to put him over cause I thought, what a, what a great story. What a great dude. What a, you know what I mean? Like it was nothing. Nah, so I had no problem putting him over. Um, I think it helped, you know, Scotty got back at me and this was kind of, I think too, if I recall correctly, this was kind of the end of me and Scotty and me and dad. Like it was, it was Okay, he got you back. Now we're we're done. Now we can do our we can work separately, um, and I could be wrong about that because I was high. Um, but but uh, where were we at? What were we talking about? I'm sorry. Z Zach Zach Gowan. What an cr- incredible story. So so great guy. So then he uh, gets an opportunity at, at WWE. I think it was WWF maybe at the time. But then he got on drugs and stuff real bad too. And so very interesting story about how everybody then did not like him. And he was uh, got a real bad name for himself. And it was because of his drug addiction. So you fast forward to today. Um, he's giving speeches around the, around the country at high schools and stuff about drug addiction and about, about uh just life and acceptance, accepting your life as on life's terms. You know what I mean? As it's, as it's handed to you and what a story he has overcoming cancer, losing a limb, becoming a professional wrestler, working with the WWE, WWF at the time, holy macro. What a, what a success story becoming an addict, overcoming his addictions. Like, so, so the kid just keeps coming out on top and, and kudos for him uh, or to him for that. But nice, super nice dude. Uh, Super athletic dude. And, and and look, what I love is that Meltzer can go on here and say, look, he's got some great stuff. He should be considered a great thing. But he also is just a one night flame. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, he was open and honest about it. I do that, and they forget the second part, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> That's how well, I lot, feel anyway. A lot of people, if they're just casual fans or maybe in and out, they they also remember him and Brock Lesnar where Brock threw him yeah. around good. Yeah. Uh, so everyone, if they're a wrestling fan, they've seen Tenacious Z at some yeah. point. Um, sadly, at this time, just weeks after being in TNA, Kurt Henning has passed. You've talked about how instantly he clicked with you and your family yeah. uh, when he came into TNA. Uh, but just talk about that time when you hear of his passing and uh, if you remember when, you know, you talked to him last. What do you remember of him? Well, so, so look, I, I do remember how well he fit in with the, with uh, me, my brother, and my father. Like, it was literally like having another one of my brothers there with us. It was just that fit in. But having said that, that's why this one hurt a lot uh, because we had I had just gotten to know him. Um, we had just all driven six hours for, you know, we drove six hours from Pensacola to Nashville every week to record this and then stayed the night and then drove back. Sometimes we drove it up there that day and drove back that night. Um, it depends on how many cigarettes my dad had. Uh, but, and he but was so, on the road with you. Oh yeah. 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 When we were doing all this, he was driving up and down. He, he drove, uh, he wouldn't let anybody else drive, but yeah. So this one with, uh, Mr. Perfect, like, it felt like I had just found out what everybody was always talking about with Kurt Hennig, with Mr. Mm. Perfect. You know what I mean? And, and, and it was, look, truth be told, he was taking the same pills I was taking. He was doing the th- same, drinking the same stuff I was drinking, smoking the same stuff. You know what I mean? Like we, we were, and so I, I don't know. And I think about this often. I try not to get too deep into it, but why him and why not me? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a bit of survivor's guilt, but it's also like, I can't, I can't live there. I can't live in that moment. But I, but I think about that. And I thought about it a lot at the time. Um, but still it wasn't enough for me to say, I need to quit taking handfuls of pills at a time. You know what I mean? It wasn't that what it wasn't, it didn't hurt me so bad that I quit. Um, it takes something, something more for you to say, for me, it did anyway. I'll say that again. For me, it did anyway, something more, uh, personal and, and direct in my face for me to realize I need to change the way I'm living. Um, so yeah, that one, that one hit me hard. I, I felt like I just met and was introduced to and was forming a relationship with a, with a brother, um, in the ring, a brother of the ring and, and, a, and a real brother. Like he was just like one of us. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, that one hit me hard. On February 12th, you would team with Mike Sanders and new SEX member Glenn Gilberti in a losing effort to Ron Killings, uh, Jorge Estrada, and Tenacious Z. Mm -hmm. Was SEX losing steam at this point? Was it too much of an NWO ripoff to get over, do you think? Yeah. I mean, I I I read that in the notes, too, and I don't know that. Look, I do think it was a lot of faction building and faction forming. And I, and I think, I think Russo, it was one of Russo's go-to and I think it rightfully so he went to it a few times and it was successful. You know what I mean? And I I don't, so I, I don't know why he wouldn't try again. You know what I mean? If at first you don't succeed or if at first you do succeed, um, you, you try that, try that on for size again. So I do think that was something he did. Excuse me. I don't think it was too much of an NWO ripoff, but they they did start adding people, and then you know what I mean. And then it yeah. got like, okay, what are we doing here? And we couldn't we couldn't do what DX did and kind of rule the roost. You know what I mean? Because we weren't the champion. We didn't have any championships. We did we couldn't call any shots really. We could just come out there and beat people up. And so we were a big faction of heels 
and you gotta you gotta have people to beat. And so it kind of I think from from the get go, it was a little bit hampered and and hamstrung just from the creative standpoint of you got a lot of people in there that are gonna work with a lot of your top baby faces. You can't beat them all the time. You know what I mean? They're going to have to do some jobs and, and that's what we were doing. And, and if it was losing steam, yeah, maybe I don't, I don't remember. I was just doing, if I got told to do a job, I'd do it. If I got told to win, I'd do that too. Well, I mean, also, I mean, I know the importance and the popularity of NWO. I get that. I'm not going to downplay that, but also there's factions. Now there was factions before NWO. Yeah. Um, they can only fight if they're a heel faction. They can only fight the baby faces or the authority, so yeah. to speak. So I don't think every faction's an NWO ripoff that's happened since then. Yeah. There's always going to be a heel faction. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And look, I, I and this is going to sound braggadocious, and I do not mean it to, but, the, you know, we were some of the bigger guys that they had, me and Ronnie and Donnie, and and uh, I forget who you just said uh, I teamed with, but... but uh, Estrada, like, Tenacious D, Ron Killings, you were with Glenn and uh, uh, oh, yeah. Mike Sanders. And, and Mike Sanders. And so, so look, they just brought them in. They were trying to do something with them, so they're putting them on TV. Yeah, they're beating them, but they're putting them on TV and trying to establish this faction. So, look, it's it's just like I say, sometimes, it, sometimes people get over through defeats. If you think about Austin Theory um, working on TV a bunch, having great matches – Hadn't won any of them. I, I don't think about that. And this is where I'm going to anger more people is Austin Theory is putting on some, as the kids say, bangers. I, I'm, I like my bangers with mash, but, but that's just me. <laughs> These kids are saying they're putting on great matches. And so don't you get over by having great matches? If wrestling, hear me, you hear me? I'm going to say it again for you in the back row. If wrestling is so good and profitable and marketable, then why isn't his ability to wrestle greatly getting him over? I would argue that it is getting him over. The kid's a stud athlete, good looking and can go. Sure, he's losing some matches. So has Seth Rollins. So has, you know what I mean? Everybody. And so, I don't know. Get mad at me, internet. <laughs> well, I was just sitting here thinking, I I mean, I didn't even realize as a fan watching, I didn't even realize he's lost a lot of matches. I mean, that, that goes to your point of... It's because of his character is getting right. established. I know he's going to come out and fight top guys. Yeah, I know he's, he's gonna, the top he's, guy. And I know he's gonna put on, he's going to put yeah. on great wrestling matches. And so, to me, and also, uh, and I know this is a little dated now, but um, he lost the briefcase to, to me... He had that briefcase. That was the thing that kept his heat for me. Now I, now I don't want to see him lose so much because to me, you got that briefcase. You could beat me every day till Sunday, but at the right time, when that champion is down on his luck just mm. enough, here I come. And that's all you have to say in every promo. Don't forget that oh, got, you got beat last week. How do you feel about that? I feel like I'm the youngest ever uh, Money in the Bank winner, and I'm going to cash this in and become the champion. How do you feel? You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's, it's all you got to say. And, and anyway, so that's in the past, but my point was he's putting on great matches, man. It, it doesn't, I love watching his matches and, and I will watch it next week when he has a great one and I'll probably know he's going to lose, but I don't even care because he's going to have a great match and I like watching wrestling. <laughs> and if you don't, then you listen to the wrong podcast, I guess. <laughs>
It's that time of year, boys and girls. Can you believe it? I know I can't. I know what you're thinking. This is going to be expensive. How am I going to pay for all this? Have you seen the economy lately? Can we put Christmas on pause? You can't. It's going to be here sooner rather than you think. And I'm here to help at SaveWithConrad.com. How's this for starters? No house payments for two months. You don't have to make a payment in December. You're done until January. And come January, you're going to have a happier new year. Because it'll be with no credit card debt. It'll be with lower monthly payments. We can knock out your car payment. We can get rid of your second mortgage. We can pay off all your credit cards. We can get you the cash you need to turn your house into your dream home. And do it with no money out of pocket. Don't get stressed out about the holidays. Just go to SaveWithConrad.com right now. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. It just takes a few minutes to get started. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, serious business, get a lower monthly payment. Make this the best Christmas ever. Skip your next two house payments at SaveWithConrad.com. Back in TNA, out of nowhere, J.J. Dillon debuts, and it looks like your dad is out of his spot you know, give us a story here. Was there any issue with it? Was it just business? Was somebody hurt? Do you remember well, anything around this? I think they were bringing in uh, JJ because I think JJ could represent the NWA in a in a like Dad was uh, like the fighting commissioner, and like yeah. JJ would be like the commissioner. You know what I mean? And so I think there was having time to think about this. I think, you know, my dad asked for a, a bit of a raise and it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. And we were driving eight, uh, 12 hours round trip. Uh, they, they did get us a rental car. So that was nice, but they didn't have to fly us in or anything. And so we drove, we were spending money on gas that he asked for a 50 bucks. He said, that's 50 bucks uh, a week. That'll pay our gas. You know what I mean? That'll help with our gas. And they said, no, and oh. like it really angered me and my brother because you said no to my dad who asked you for 200 bucks a month. You know what I mean? For, right. for, I don't know. He's my dad. So I'm biased. It's Bob Armstrong, man. And he's asking you for 50 bucks a week. You know Two what I mean? On, on what you're, on what you're already giving him is pennies, uh, comparatively, you know what I mean? So, so I think there was something in the mix there, but look, as soon as we heard that, uh, me and my brother had a conversation, uh, and we got in the car and we left. So we, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was a problem. <laughs> it was a big deal. Big deal. Well, it was to us. And, and it looked, that was not with Jeff. That was with Jerry. And that was one time, uh, that I, one time ever too, that I had a disagreement and that's all it was. It wasn't an argument. Nobody yelled, nobody cussed. It was just a disagreement on, on a business decision. And, and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go home and think about this. And if I'm fired, I won't come back. And if I am, I will, and we'll talk further. Uh, and we, and, and we left. So, well, let's put it in context from February 19th. Uh, this is what's reported in the observer. You hit on it. So we'll see how much they got right. Yep. Bob Armstrong quit the promotion because he asked for a raise from $300 a show to three fifty, and was turned down. Brian Beachy, James and Scott may have also quit, but it wasn't related to that. They were at the show on 219, but walked out together in the afternoon and went home. 
Um, so that part is pretty much right. It's pretty, yes, it's accurate. And it, and it, and it, the fact that look, it had something else. To, there was something, another thing in there too. Um, but but it was that on top of what they had just said to my father, uh, yeah. was kind of the real reason that we were we were walking out. You know what I mean? I was I was looking for another reason, uh, and so I picked one. The next gonna... week in the Observer. Uh... To your point, BG James, they say BG James took a pay cut from 2000 per show to 1000 because the company wasn't doing well. So that probably played a part in his walking out shortly after they turned down his father's request for $50 a week yeah. raise. Yeah. So that looked, that was all, that was all correct. Um, and they weren't doing well and they asked me to take less money. And I, I agreed to, um, because still a thousand bucks a week is good money. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, how many lawyers are listening to this, but, uh, but, but it's, it's good money, uh, comparatively. Uh, were you in talks about going back at any point in time? No, I, it was kind of, uh, look, look, Jeff was doing his thing. We kind of didn't speak for a while. And then once he, he called back, we kind of put everything under the, under the bridge and, and went back. But again, like I said, it was never anything with him. Um, but there I'm sure his feelings, because he loves his father too. You know what I mean? His father yeah. is up on a pedestal as well, and rightfully so. It's his father. Um, so if I had an issue with his father, surely he took umbrage with that too. Um, and that's why we didn't talk. You know what I mean? And so, but we did. We talked after that. Everything was fine. And we're we'll into that now too, I guess. <laughs> well, I know you're mad, but did you think the company could survive at this point? Were you even thinking about that? No, I wasn't. But Was yeah, still? I did. Yeah, I did. I did because they were they were like I don't know. I I, I kind of dug it. Like it was an independent, underground feeling thing that you could sign up for and and watch every week for for ten bucks. You know what I mean? It was a, again, it was the first step into that kind of subscription monthly slash weekly. Uh, you know, platforms, and so this was way way ahead of their time at the time. What do you think was the biggest thing holding them back at this point? If you had to look back on it, creative, I, I, business no, model? No, no I, I don't think it was. Look, business model could be debated because I don't, you know, maybe they did. If they did but again, uh, they were ahead of their time, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think if you did a four ninety nine a week and $10 yeah. for pay-per-views or something like that might be a, a better strategy to get people watching weekly. Uh, but maybe not. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it was the creative, and I don't think it was the uh, – Business model? Yeah, the business model. I, I think it was the platforms that they were on. Like like they they just weren't getting mass uh audiences. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was you, not a you, weekly big cable channel. Right, right. Until yeah. they got until they went on and got the deal with Spike, excuse me, it was I mean, nobody saw what we were doing, so we could do anything we wanted to. You know what I mean? So, so it, it was just to me it was the platform that it that it was on. And then uh, when it got to spike, I felt like everything was going good. But then the leadership started, the leadership turmoil started. So, uh, so then I think, you know, a house divided cannot stand. What made you go back? Jeff finally uh, talked you yeah. into it. Yeah, Did yeah, somebody yeah. else what, get involved? Yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. He called, he yeah. called me and said, look, I'm going to, I want to use you. Uh, look, Jeff is, Jeff is uh, above and beyond one of my biggest fans and I can never, I'm humbled by that. I'm, I'm, I feel bad about it because I don't, I'm not worthy, but, uh, but, but Jeff has always looked out for me, man. And he's always saw 
something in me, even when I didn't see it in myself. And so, um, I still don't see very too much good in me, but I know I do claim some things I can do well. Um, none of them keep the lights on, however. Um, but I do, I do wrestling all right. Uh, but again, so, so what was the original question? I'm talking about Jeff Jarrett. Jeff got you back. Yeah. He called, we talked. Nobody else water under the bridge. Yeah. No, nobody else could have been involved either because yeah. it wouldn't, I wouldn't have talked to somebody else and I wouldn't, you know what I mean? It was, you remember anybody to, trying or was no, it just him? No, it was him. And it may have been Dutch. Dutch was there at the time. Dutch may have tried and said, no, come on. He just said, we want to use you as more than just a talent. We was an opportunity for me to be an agent and a, you know, producer or whatever. And so, yeah, it was the time was right, and I needed the money. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. things hadn't changed. Um, I just was doing independent shows during my time off. You would return on May twenty eighth to be a part of the tag team tournament to team with the Conan to defeat Sandman mm. and Siaki. You let everyone know that you're a part of TNA and not SEX. What was the change here? Yeah, because SEX was gross. You had <laughs> STDs. And stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was just, hey, he's back and he's a he's a baby face. He's not with these guys anymore. You would lose next week to James Storm and Chris Harris when the Harris brothers would oh. interfere. America's Most Wanted was a hell of a tag team at the time, weren't hell they? Hell of a tag team. Yeah, I loved them. I loved them. Uh, I loved beer money after that, too. Come on now. Yep. Uh, you're teaming with Conan here. Uh, what was, was this the groundwork being laid for three live crew? I don't think we knew it at the time. Okay. I, don't, I don't think we knew that at the time, but I do think it was, we were kind of a little, a little click and I hate to use that term, but we were kind of the three of us hung out. And, and for those of us that know the others, uh, <laughs> for those of you that know us probably could figure out why we were hanging out together, but, but we hung out <laughs> a lot together and, and it was kind of seen and it was like, Conan has always been tight with Gilbert, with Disco, and uh, and with and with Russo, and with uh, Conan was tight with a lot of people. Conan's really smart, really smart dude to a lot more than just wrestling, and so he gets along with a lot of people who can have high end conversations that are sometimes above my pay grade. Uh, but but Conan might have dropped some hints in there, but but this I don't think we were doing that at this point. This was just like, hey, that was cool, you know what I mean? Let's let's maybe pitch this something to here, you know. Maybe the seeds, but not openly yeah, talked not, about. Yeah, we weren't yeah, talking yeah. about it yet. Uh, from the Observer, a vignette was taped where B.G. James would be confronted by the Harris Twins for being a southern redneck who is friends with Killings and Conan, which would have led to his run-in, helping them beat the Twins. For some reason, the vignette didn't run, which made James's interference not make as much sense, mm. although he did team with Conan in the tag tournament. You remember any any memories on why this didn't air? I, I do not remember, and and truth be told, I would probably hear about that. Look, when you're producing television, you get to uh, air time, and things have to be cut. You know what I mean? And you mm -hmm. go, okay, what? I, I can see just like they did. Well, dang, he teamed with Conan last week. Uh, you know what I mean? So I can see them going, we don't need that. Lose that. That now I got a minute back right away. You know what I mean? On my television show. And and sometimes when you pre-produce them or, uh, excuse me, post-produce them, you have to lose stuff for time constraints. Mm -hmm. Having said that, I have no idea if that's what happened here. But it's one of the things I can imagine unless the vignette sucked or the backstage <laughs> sucked, which I totally could have. Uh, you know, Brett, 
they can all work circles around me. So, <laughs> uh, all right, this is uh, this is the end basically of uh, the BG James SEX era. Before oh. we get to some fan questions, just when you I look need a back, shower. On, just like I, need I was a about shower. to say, what's your thoughts? You need Will a shower. Will you do my back if I do a what? shower? Yeah. Me and, a, me and August. Measle, uh, August Measle do my back. Yeah, he we messed up a spot in the match, and and that's when you, the smart thing to do is slow down and and create some distance between you and the other guy, so you can look in the other guy's eyes and like settle and go, okay, let's lock up again and we'll get back on track here. And instead of that, we screwed the spot up, and before I could even get up off my feet, I was being flung over his head in some judo. <laughs> manner uh that i just went one time he threw me right through the ropes out onto the floor and i just didn't even touch anything it was yeah it was just it was I just thought you were talking about the shower spot i didn't know no, this were, is this is like measle. we locked eyes and then locked up. oh yeah well when we, we locked eyes back. look in the shower spot we locked eyes too uh and that's just when i put my Which head is down. weird i put my <laughs> head down and went to scrubbing his back <laughs> and right. I, ain't, I ain't i ain't even upset about it <laughs> Buddy, when they threw that picture up, I went, I'd shave his back. Yeah. That's yeah. all I needed to see. If hell, that guy I'll looks at me. Hell, I'll shave your front. <laughs> <laughs> and this looks like a job for Manscaped. Sorry. All right. Let's get to some fan questions. Let's get some fan questions here before we get out of here. Uh, WWE Master 2018 says, uh, any discussed or pitch members for SEX and TNA that didn't happen? Mm, we tried to get X-Pac. We and tried to get X-Pac, but he wasn't. Uh, they, they were not paying everybody a ton of money, and Kid was still making money, making good money. At the time, the pay wasn't right. Yeah, it wasn't right for him. And that kid's always been good about that. Kid's a good businessman. Look, pe people are good business people. I just wasn't one of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeremy Priest, he's a top guy. Yes, he, he says is. at you didn't know pod on da Twitter. Damian. I think it's Damien. He's related to Damien. Is that his brother? Damien Priest's brother. Uh, what was your favorite group to be in, and why was it SEX? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I DX is your favorite. What's second? SEX? No, or Three Live Crew. Three Live, Live, Crew. Three Live okay. Crew might be my favorite, to be quite honest. Oh, it's hard, it's hard to say that uh, from a. Popularity. From a business standpoint, okay. because of the the, the vast uh, pay gap, <laughs> you know what I mean, for yeah. lack of a better phrase. Um, but from an artist standpoint, like like the starving artist, where you're just you're just enjoying your work and putting stuff out that you'll enjoy. Yeah. I loved Three Live Crew. Man, there's some stuff we did at the trailer park and in the hood and in the just vignettes we did with Three Live Crew that were classic um, and just fun to be a part of, you know. So I, don't get me wrong. I had a blast in DX, and, and, and that's where I, I made my, 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 uh, my butter. But I had a really good time doing Three Live Crew. Uh, and last but not least on the fan questions, MMX Punk. Was there ever a time you guys as a group considered having a sexy party? And are we going to have one here on the dog cast? Well, what was his name again? His name was MMX Punk. His real name is Michael M. I don't, I mean, I don't know what Double M. Punk means. Double M. Um, yeah, no, we will not have any sex parties on this show. No, sexy parties. Oh, my bad. Sexy parties. I have bad hips. 
and uh, <laughs> and and a not a not a good ticker. So I'm not gonna be not gonna be doing any of that. By the way, I'm down. And yeah, three, you're down for sexy. Slide party. my DMs. I'm coming to all hey, sexy parties. Sexy party's my middle name. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, within a month, like we said, this was the end of your run. SEX would break up and be disbanded, and we would never see or hear from them again. And like you said, you were about to be transitioning into one of your favorite parts of your career, Three Live Crew. Yep. And next year, dog, we're going to get into that. We'll get into Three Live Crew. We got to have oh, a Three man. Live Crew. We got to have right? a Three Live Crew. Yeah, I would love to try to get those guys on with us if we could. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I did Conan and, and uh, Discos. Maybe they could return the favor when we get there. Uh, also, by the way, speaking of future episodes, when I uh, got to sit in and pinch hit for My World with Jeff Jarrett. Oh yeah, yeah. He suggested we do a military only episode. Oh wow, just wow. about your military career. Well, that's. I don't think people would be that interested to do a whole episode on it. But I, but I. Maybe from what I've heard, not. you've been to some incredible stuff. Yeah, there's there's a lot you've of been to some crazy <laughs> spots. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of crazies. Oh, we're in a tight spot. Remember it? <laughs> wherefore, I mean, then uh, brother, where art thou? Oh, brother, we're, we're in a tight <laughs> spot. Gonna, how, we can't have a podcast without you getting an old brother reference. I, I love it. I, I love, love it too. I'm, 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 well, isn't it just a geographical oddity? Geographical oddity. <laughs> Two weeks from everywhere. Oh, what a great movie. If you haven't seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? with George Clooney. You're a dapper Dan, man. And the other two guys. <laughs> the other two doing. guys. John sorry. Goodman was great in that. Oh, John Goodman was great He's in it. Yeah, so a lot, lot of great cast. Um, we're going to get into future episodes as well about DX turning heel. Oh, we were mm, heels. It's 1999, and Triple H is the WWF champion. When Hunter needs some heaters, well, he turns to his old friends, the old and it's X-Pac and the Outlaws, and now it's Stephanie instead of China. so look for that okay. in a future episode as well. Also, over at adfreeshows.com, you get 14 podcasts early and ad-free for as low as $9. But there's wait, also wait. A, you're that? saying $9 a piece for 14 podcasts? No, no, nine a month. So $9 a month and you get 14 podcasts? Early and ad-free. No ads at all. And early, I'm, baby. Again, I'm not good at math, but that's like 76 cents a podcast. By the way, if that's right, it's incredible I will, yeah. that you pulled I'll do that it. Out. I'll do it to you on Main Street if that's right. <laughs> will you shave my back? I'll shave your back on Main Street. If it's within Street. give or take four cents, I'm all we in We should on do it. something to raise, uh, raise awareness <laughs> for something. And like get manscape on. Is your back hairy? Not, not like. Oh, you not, donate mine to Locks of Love. You know I don't what have I mean? a like, back. I don't have a back bush, but I have. <laughs> sm I have a sc scattered, covered, and smothered. It's like that somebody dropped a glazed ham in a barber shop. You've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Just oddly shaped hair. Well, see, this took me like the, my beard took me like seven years because if I do mine short. <laughs> I always say it looks like I passed out in the sand. You know what I mean? It's blonde and it's splotchy. And then you're like, yeah. something's on your face. I'm not Some, sure what it is. your heart. But uh, talking about ad-free shows, they just launched a brand new series called The Book, which is taking a month-by-month -month journey through the actual handwritten booking logs of JCP and World Class with David Crockett and David Manning. Conrad also just released the 48th volume of Ask Conrad, where you get to ask him any questions you want hacksaw jim duggan 
What? Just joined ad-free shows for no a way. live. Yeah, he did a Q&A. Members got to do a live watch-along with Jake Roberts. Wow. By the way, I did bonus so you got, shows. So the people that paid $9 for 14 also got to interview uh, with Hacksaw? Yeah, live Q&A. How about that? Huh? I, I quit. That's worth 76 cents of whatever. It's, it's, it's worth 77 Plus, I did, bonus, I did bonus shows with Shivani. I mean, you, you got mad at me for not being monopotamus or whatever. Yeah, uh, the word monopot- you, it's monopotamus. Um, I did a watch-along with JR. I did a yep. watch-along with your boy Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Lash and Ruse doing the draw show. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so we got a lot going on at ad-free shows. You can book your deal, your membership. Be a top guy over at adfreeshows.com. There's so much waiting on you. Plus, you get this show early this and show, ad-free right. as well. Yeah. Uh, also, like and subscribe wherever you are consuming this. If it's YouTube, like, subscribe, turn on notifications at YouTube.com and our new handle, YouTube handle, at D-O-G-G, dog. Show handles on all the Instagrams and the Twitters and all the social medias at You Didn't Know Pod. He's at Brian R.D. James. I'm at The Casio Kid. BD, this is a fun one today, man. Yeah, it was a good one. and I, I felt like I brought back some memories of some good stories of some individuals. But I just want to say, too, if if I offend anybody on here, um, suck it. That's it. I mean, I just wanted to say that from the heart. You know what I mean? Let's roll roll that beautiful bean footage. Let's get out of here, my friend. Suck it. Suck it. Happy holidays, everybody. This is Jason Sensation. And I had the utmost pleasure of sitting down with top guy members to tell my story of being the greatest wrestling impersonator of all time. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Check it out on ad-free shows right now. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Andre the Giant, you think you're going to end Hulkamania, man? Well, Hulkamania's going to run wild on you, man. And what you going to do, brother? When Hulkamania and all the powers of Hulkamania run wild on you, brother. You, Elizabeth, you. And I started to do his impression to him, and he flipped out on me. He lost it. Man, hey, man, come here. Let me hear a couple of those voices. Damn, like Stone Cold. Oh, 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 man, that's damn good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you very much. Yes, Triple H, yes, I love it. Smackdown, yes. <laughs> you get out of the washroom now. You <laughs> combing your hair like your Lex Luger? Look at you, pretty boy. You think you're Luger? Come on. That was so much fun. I had a blast. I love ad free shows. And if you want to watch the entire episode on demand, you can check it out on adfreeshows.com, along with so many of my favorites.